Hello, fam. This is Ro, and you're listening to Sick of Being Sick. Please follow, like, subscribe, or do whatever it is that your app does to listen to our upcoming episodes. Hello, fam. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. As you may see from the cover art, I am doing a little uh, friends series. And about a month ago in November for my birthday, around 20 of my friends flew to Madrid from all over the world to celebrate my birthday with me. And that just gave me the idea of sitting down with every one of them and not all 20, but some of them, the closest ones, um, and asking them about their experience on, you know, processing having a close friend going through a diagnosis as such. I know that if one of my friends were to go through something like this, I would probably react really different than what I'm reacting to to myself. So just having those open conversations, um, get ready for some tears, a lot of honesty, and very enlightening conversations. For this first one, we are kicking it off with Jake Freeman. He was my first friend to get a glimpse or kind of fully see what was starting to happen to me. He was the first person to ever see a seizure, uh, one of my tiny little seizures that I was having then. And um, he was also the first person to tell me, girl, you gotta have to, you have to go to the hospital. Um, what's happening to you is not normal. It's not anxiety. It looks more like that, more, more than that. So I have a chat with him about, you know, what it was like living that experience from his end. So, Jake, yes. you were with me um, from the start of my experience of hiding <laughs> what I was going through. And you were the first one to ever see... Um, one of my seizures. Could you explain how you saw the seizures and like what in your head you thought was happening to me? Well, so initially when this first was happening to you, I didn't really see any sort of symptoms other than, I mean, I think, I think you were very like low energy and you kept saying to me that you were having these panic attacks and whatnot. Um, and, and you would get very, you'd have these moments where you'd get really out of it and you would kind of section yourself off or you would go either like, you'd be like, Oh, I need to lay down or like, Oh, like, can you drive? Or like, can we stop for a second if we were walking? And initially I thought it probably was just related to, to what you had sort of equated it to, um, the panic attacks and anxiety and things like that, which in, in my mind, I kept thinking as I go, it's probably because you've been sort of by yourself, like in the South of Spain, you know, like hadn't really been interacting with anybody for a while. And so initially it, it made sense to me, but then as it just got progressively worse, it just seemed, I don't know, to be more and more of a, a thing outside of that. And I think the moment that I really realized that it was, there was something more, there was something else going on was when you and I had gone to that spa and we, um, when we came walking out of it, you know, I think just the, the transition from this like dark, I don't know, all these different like sort of stimuli to like then being outside in the boiling Barcelona heat, you know, to, to walking or whatever and, and seeing you, your, your head just continuously nod and you, you repeating the word. Yeah. Like, and, and just nodding, you know, it, I don't know, your eyes looked very kind of hollow in this, in this strange way. And it felt very, um, I don't know, it felt very, it was very concerning, but I honestly, for myself, I was trying to stay as calm as possible 
to not freak you out, you know, but I internally, like I was panicking. Like I was yeah. like, are we going to need to like call an ambulance or, or whatever? Um, and, and thankfully you recovered from, from that one quite quickly. But I think as we went along throughout the summer, like I, I felt like I just kept watching you more and more to like see when it was happening, like trying to be more observant of it, you know, cause you were still so quiet about it. Um, but I think like, even I remember being on the boat and like kind of looking over, you know, I could tell that like you were out of it or like feeling a little bit. And I know later you had told me you had felt, felt something happening in that regard. But yeah, I was, I, I was trying to remain as calm as possible and as chill as possible about it in the beginning, because I know you were also trying to remain as calm as possible about it in the beginning. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think once it progressed to a point where it was becoming really intensive, then it, I don't know. Yeah, um. I, no, I think, and it's, it's funny that you say that you're start trying to stay really cool, calm, collected, because that really is how it came across. So yeah. because I saw you like that, I was like, oh, it's probably not that big of a deal. But you did tell me almost on a daily basis, you really need to go to the doctor. You got to get yeah. this checked out. Yeah. I was just trying to, to be mindful, but at the same time, not be like overbearing because yeah. I, I don't know I know I think you and I are similar in this way like we're stubborn like we don't I don't like yeah if someone is like go to the fucking doctor I'm like fuck yeah. you <laughs> you know yeah like, like, where it was like you know. I probably didn't want to see what it was yeah. I like at no point until I was at the hospital I put two and two together that my headaches and my yeah. episodes were related yeah because wow. I was I kept telling you I have this horrible headaches I have yeah. this horrible headaches and they were so bad like I could but I'm still just Doing Honestly, you're, you're, I cannot even believe the, the resilience to be able to to move through it though. Like uh, for, for you to like, like, even when we were we would we were driving or whatever in that time, you were like pulled over and you're like, I need to like, can you drive? Like, you know, like I'm having this episode. Like, you you seemed so like you seem. It seemed like something was off, but it didn't seem like it was like yeah as intense as it actually was. You know, yeah. because you were so good at just like retaining the sort of like calm calmness of it. You know, and it. I don't know. I think it just, it was such a, such a strange progression of things. And I think I, I even said to you yesterday when I was like coming in here, like even just like being in a cab and like driving through the city and like, see, I just like seeing like places that we'd been or like, I don't know, areas that looked familiar. I just kept thinking about all these like things, you know, from then. And I was like, like, it makes sense in hindsight, you know, like, like more of it, you know, like yeah. it's, you can add the puzzle pieces together a little bit easier but at the time it's like you don't really think about it as much you know yeah because like it really is it's not an obvious thing yeah. which is the yeah. dangerous thing about it yeah um but then cada case happened yeah yeah so cada case we had gone to see your cousin um we you had had the you had had the one episode you had you'd had the episode after the spa then you had another episode when we or with your mother. At that point, right? I was having daily episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the one after the spa, I think, was, like, the most, like, intense the first, after yeah. that. Like, But after that, it's like, they were bad, but I don't think they were as, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah. I just didn't notice as much, but... Um, Until the one you filmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Kata case. So we went to visit your cousin after, and we had had conversations about the whole thing, and we had talked about it, and we had talked about going to the doctor... Um, and we were meant to be going to Croatia in a few days after that. And we were walking through Karakes and you, I think, I don't even remember if you grabbed me this time. Well, at this point, just, I had a really good grasp yeah, to when they were coming. Yeah, I think you said I need to sit down. Yeah. And you started breathing. Quite well, we were like going first. up a hill. Yeah, yeah, we were going up a hill. Of many in that <laughs> fucking town. Um, but as we're going up this hill, you... Um, yeah, you were like, I need to sit down and like catch my breath. It's gonna happen, and your body just like locked 
in one position, like you locked to the left side and you were like, the head nodding was happening again. Um, yeah, the, the fingers. Yeah. You were, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like this uh, finger movement. Um, and that lasted, I think, I mean, honestly, like I like in the back of my brain have like the timestamp recording. I think it's like two minutes and 30 something seconds, you mm -hmm. know, if you just like stuck like that and it, that one like really really obviously freaked me out you know i mean that that's terrifying and i i th I, I think that maybe was the moment in my mind that you realized that like maybe i should actually like go to the doctor or do something about this before we leave or go to croatia yeah. you know yeah and then after that episode i was like this i was so i was so in so much pain we like went to that bar and we sat down And we then went to the Dali yeah, Museum. Dali I was literally like, I could not tell you, like I was dragging myself through Cadaqués just I, so that you could take your photos. I, <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that you, like afterward, that you were still so out of it. Like I, I knew was, that I was in a horrible place. Yeah. And then the day that you left to go to Croatia and you dropped me off at the train station, the train station I was already starting. Like that train ride was the. So at the train station, yeah. and I don't think I ever told you this, part of these seizures mm -hmm. can also be staring. So like obsessive staring, like it just looks like you're staring at people and people are like, what the fuck is going on? And I also had my like head locked mm -hmm. to the side. And for some reason I couldn't stop staring at this like young guy. And he th probably thought I was staring at him for different yeah, reasons. Yeah. And he kept looking at me in a really creepy way. And I was terrified because I just couldn't, couldn't stop looking yeah. at him. I, I just couldn't stop staring. And then luckily I managed to get in an earlier train yeah. in a quiet um, cart. And during that whole thing, I could start to feel like when I typed, I could barely like typed with my... I The moment I realized is I tried to put my hair up. And I could only do it with my right hand. And then yeah. I got to Madrid, sorry, and the rest is history because then I went to the doctor the day after. Yeah. But I remember, honestly, when I left, I felt like a sense of guilt, especially when you told me, uh, I guess, like a little bit about like, like when you were like, I need to get into the emergency room. I felt the sense of guilt for leaving you. And I thought about coming back, but I was like, I, I know I'm coming back at the end of the summer. And like, it's, I don't know, maybe it's easier to just <clears throat> sort of move through these things. I don't know, in the, I guess in, in your own way, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I do want to ask you if you feel like, I feel like since you left Spain, mm -hmm. you have been like super disconnected from me. And I do want to ask you if you feel like there's some sort of like trauma you might have experienced because of having seen me in that position or like... No, I would more so say that it's personal things that I've been going through that I don't feel... I, more so, I feel like I don't want to pile anything more onto you. Mm -hmm. And I was obviously like going through a huge transition uh, at the same time as well. And so I didn't, I felt in some sense that if I, like I would be burdening you if I was to, to I don't know, like open up that Pandora's box of like what I was also doing or what was happening to me. And so in some sense, I feel like maybe it was like, I don't think it was like a conscious thing, but I think I probably just like pulled back into myself anyway. Cause like I do that often. That's like yeah. my... I don't know, my sort of thing, like, when I'm going through something, I pull back into myself or recede into myself. And I feel like in some sense it was probably that, that I was like, okay, like, I'm 
I, I don't, I didn't feel like I personally had the capability to like be there for you in the way that I would want to, I guess, in some <laughs> sense. And so it's, I don't know, it became, I don't know, a bit difficult to, to communicate as often as I, as I should have or would have wanted to, but yeah. How, how do you feel or how have you processed my diagnosis? Um, in the beginning, I was really terrified. I Googled things constantly oh, no. <laughs> and I would literally just have these moments where I would just sit there and sob to myself. And like, I mean, like, like I really have an inability to show emotion in front of people. And like, I, I like cried in front of like some of my other friends about it. And I was just like, I don't know like what, like what this means, like what this holds, you know, and it, I, I think it's just like, it's one of those things where you start to think a lot about. I mean, life in general, and like, uh, like obviously, like it's you think about mortality, and like, yes, I mean, it's a morbid thought, you know. But it's like I don't know. You think about how much you love somebody, and how much you care about them, and you think about what what they mean to you, and how I don't know how that how that relates back to this like sense of like I don't know. I guess like your own sort of like path and purpose in some way. So it, like, kind of puts you on this introspective journey at the same time, mm. you know, because you're thinking about how. There's parts of me that I, there's parts of it that I don't think that I've died, like, I've like processed, you know, like I think there's aspects of it where I'm like, like, it's easy, like, I, like I keep having moments on this trip where I'll say, I'm like, oh, like this is so great and so much fun that I'm like, wait, but it's such a strange, you know, environment in which to like bring everyone together. So there's, there's these moments of like levity, right? Where you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, like I love chatting with this person. Like they're so great. You know, like obviously it's so nice to like everyone to be together. But then you have these moments where you're like wow, like, there's a lot of, like, weight to all of this, you know? Like, there's a lot more of an underlying meaning to everything, I think, now, in every interaction. And so maybe in some sense, like, I guess, like, thinking about it now, maybe in some sense, like, that partly is, like, scares me a little bit, you know? It's, like, knowing that there's, like, this, like, this, like, weight and, like, I don't know, like, sort of, in some sense, I don't know, like, that there's, like, a fear of a finality to, to everything, you know, in some sense. I don't know, like, I don't know, just, it's freaky, like, it's... It's strange. I don't know. It's like, well, yeah. we're my birthday, not at my funeral. No, so no, 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 <laughs> that's no, like a no, thing, yeah, you know, no, like no. that's what I'm saying. But it's like that's what I'm saying. It's like these moments where it's like, oh, yeah. it's all light and happy and great. But then you think about like, oh, like this person is like really going through it, you know, and like really like like fighting for, for their life. It's freaky. It is freaky, but at the same time, like as bad as the diagnosis is mm-hmm. of the tumor, the tumor's out. Um, I feel like there's also a lot of positive. I've, I'm not gonna lie, I've had it really rough yeah. through the last four months, and I've felt most alone than I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> but I'm okay now. Do you feel that in some sense? Because uh, it's probably quite hard to relate to anybody in regards to it, right? Like, do you feel like yeah. it's like some sense? It's like it's like it's hard to find connection in that regard like because you don't know if you can like yeah i feel like everybody wants to help me but they don't know how to so they pull away so it feels really lonely and like the whole i think at first there was this whole like let's not message her too much so she won't be and i think that's really bite me in the ass at the end of the day because mm-hmm. bit me in the ass sorry past that's um because i, w- I want to hear about yeah. your life transitions i want to hear about when you're upset because yeah. then i know that i'm not the only one upset you know what yeah. i mean like I, I i live through you guys now yeah. and a facetime with you for an hour will recharge me for three days 
you know so no it's it's true and it's it's one of those things where it's like i mean again like i think you've even said this to me it's like there's like this weird sort of line where it's like you feel like you feel in some sense like helpless right and it's like it's hard because like obviously like you want to try and be optimistic and happy but it's like at the same time like you don't want to like oversaturate this person with like I guess in some sense, like, toxic positivity of, yeah. like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But I think it's having the conversations about it. You know what I yeah, mean? It's yeah, like, sure. is it going to be okay? We don't know, but is it okay today? It is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think it's, I'm so, like, I probably, I, I probably won't be able to have a conversation with you about next year because yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. focused about this year. Yeah. The mortality thing, I think, is something I'm a little bit over now. I feel like... I know I'm going to die. <laughs> and I don't know if it's going to be from this, you know. Um, but I've also had a lot of hope sent my way. I've come across a lot of survivors. And I, I don't know, I have this, like, naive hope that I am... I don't think hope is ever naive. No, but I feel like it's a little bit naive that, like, you know, it is, it's, a, it's a really it's a tough diagnosis. It could really <laughs> go the other way yeah. fast. Um, but I know, I feel like... I feel like uh, invincible in some yeah. way. Like I feel like, like if you can get I'm really confident for some reason that it's all out of my body because mm-hmm. I'm feeling, although like the weakness that I'm feeling now is all because of treatment, not because of anything I have in my head, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was feeling so shit for a whole year mm-hmm. that like the strength that I have now is so much greater yeah. than like when I was with you. This year is really like important for me because if I go this whole year clean, mm-hmm. it means the drug works, like chemo yeah. works on me. Yeah. If I don't, if I, if I regrow, it means chemo doesn't work. So that is really bad news. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there's now things like immunotherapy, there's mm-hmm. clinical trials, there's I feel like the finish line is very far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like how that stuff is like available, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's also super scary because I've had this thing inside me for such a long time, apparently. Yeah. Um, and so it really like the anxiety around the scan time is intense because that's like, are you feeling that like coming up? Not for this one. I don't, I feel very confident that this one is going to be a clear one. I think this one is just, it's also going to look, the the doctors have told me that it's going to look unclear already just because radiation swells up my brain. So like, they're not going to get a full picture. It's more of a checkup to see how my brain is doing post radiation. Um, the one after that will be very important. This is a random question, but do they offer like, mental health services and things like that for, for people like dealing with these sort of so really yeah so this diagnoses. yeah there's like this is another thing that like I think like the early detection part of it mm-hmm. is really important to me but the mental health component of it is also very important to me to like do more about in the future yeah. because unless I had asked my oncologist I wouldn't have given been given a therapist yeah. that's tied to like her yeah. In that regard, it's great because now I have a therapist that's tied to my oncologist. Mm-hmm. So, and they're like therapist um, 
specifically for oncology patients. So they're very much like in the know of what to ask or like how to be in tune with you. And then um, she's also uh, connected, like works really closely with my psychiatrist, who is the one who prescribes the medicines if I'm Mm -hmm. feeling one way or another. I just wish that like whenever you go into oncology and you're given a result from a negative biopsy, there should be a therapist sitting next to the oncologist. Yeah. Like there has to be, to be at least for people my age, yeah. where it's so like identity crushing. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've also gotten a lot of help from the Spanish Association Against Cancer. Mm-hmm. They don't only offer um, support for cancer patients, but they also f- offer support for family mm-hmm. members. Because I think people forget about like, you know, Everybody the family out. members keep getting asked, how's Roe? Mm-hmm. Not sure how often my family members get asked how they are. I honestly will say, I mean, even even initially, like when I had first come back after like being away after we parted yeah. ways this summer, seeing, because like your, your mother is naturally like the brightest, happiest, like lightest human. And she just seemed like, like, like there was like a weight, you know, to everything. And like she wasn't as like, didn't seem as like smiley, you know, through the whole thing. So I think that... I don't know, it makes a lot of sense to, you know, yeah. that other people involved need help in some way as well, you know. Yeah. From people who are professionals about, yeah. like, oncology specifically, you know, like, yeah. not just any therapy, I think. Yeah. How does it feel to see me now versus when you saw me? Hmm. When you, because you, when you first yeah. came, like. Um, no, I think initially when I, when I first, um. When I first came back for that, that like 12 hours or whatever, I initially, I thought that that was going to be incredibly emotional. And I like, I kept crying on the plane, but I think that's something like where both of us are kind of like that, right? Like we're both very like guarded in that regards, so, like maybe together it's like a bit harder to like find that emotion maybe yeah. like with each other in that way. Um, or that vulnerability, I guess like with each other that doesn't come off as like very like, um, I don't know, like detached in some yeah. way, you know? So I, I mean, like, I think we, it seemed much, it, I, if, to me, it felt like I was having like an out-of-body experience and I felt like it was very surreal. Um, and, and it felt in some way like everything was fine, but it wasn't. I, yeah. like, I don't know how to describe it in that. Like, it's like kind of like this oxymoron of like, you seemed like healthy and it was like the, the worst part of it was over, you know? But then there's like the looming sort of evasiveness of like what the potential of that would mean, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you didn't have your biopsy result at that time. No, I did. Okay. Because I didn't have yeah. staples, yeah, yeah, and true. that's when the biopsy results came. True. But yeah, it felt it felt like that. And then this time, I think it was just like, I immediately was just like, I don't know, like I just want to hug you, I want to hang out with you, I want to sit on the couch and do nothing with you. You know, and just like, I don't know, I feel like there's like this... I think the whole atmosphere of like this whole trip is like, everybody's like really open, and like everyone's being really vulnerable, and like... I think it's just very like loving and like, it's very like, there's just a very like caring energy, I think to everything. And it feels very present. Like I think previously it was like out of body and like now it feels very like we're all here. We all love you. You know, we're all here to, to celebrate you and, you know, and, and experience joy. And I think just, you know, have these, I don't know, these moments of lightness and I don't know, love. Thank you to all my friends who came from all over the world to share my amazing birthday with me and took the time to sit down 
and chat about our experiences together. As you may have seen on Spotify, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. So please head to the podcast page and hit that star button and give it a rating. As well as if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it if you were to rate a review.